I am at Etsy Security Week and I'm very pleased to be joined by Curtis Dukes um, from the Centre for Internet Security and um, we're going to be talking a bit about the state of cybersecurity policy in the US. Um, thank you so much Curtis for joining me. Um, could you perhaps start by just um, explaining your background a little bit in security and introducing yourself? Yeah, you bet. Um, so I've been in uh, security for around four decades. Mm -hmm. So uh, by definition, I'm old. Um, and I started out um, uh, five years in the United States Air Force mm -hmm. and then went to school on the uh, USGI bill, got my undergraduate and graduate degrees in computer science. Um, and then I went to work for the National Security Agency for a little over three decades. And now for the last five and a half years, I've been at the Center for Internet Security. But um, all through those uh, different um, positions, it's always been around what we call the defensive mission or around what was information security and then uh, information assurance and now, now cybersecurity. Oh, fantastic. And can you explain a little bit about uh, the Center for Internet Security and what it does? Yep. So we are a nonprofit uh, headquartered in the United States. Um, and really, we have two missions. First mission is around um, establishment and promulgation of cybersecurity best practices. Okay. Uh, and then the second mission is in, um, on behalf of the Department of Homeland Security. We actually provide cyber threat intelligence okay. um, and sharing with the uh, uh, with the U.S. Uh, 56 states and uh, tribal areas and territories. Okay, fantastic. And um, just to kind of start, could you please give a background of cybersecurity um, and the landscape in the U.S. at the moment and perhaps some of the key issues um, in cybersecurity there at the moment? Yeah, so um, in the U.S. Um, in the last uh, year and a half, it's been principally focused around combating ransomware. Mm -hmm. um, and so you'll see that there's been legislation around um, establishing um, cyber breach reporting requirements. Okay. Um, and so there's been a lot of debate whether it should be as uh, small as 12, hour no 12 hours um, upon breach, you have to notify the, uh, the U.S. government, all the way up to 96 hours. And so I think it's going to um, navigate and uh, end up somewhere around 72 hours. Uh, and that really gives... Um, uh, organizations uh, time mm -hmm. to actually understand you know what's occurred and then be able to fully brief the government on, on that so that's uh, point one and then point two is really around uh, shoring up uh, cybersecurity um, within our critical infrastructure and so okay. um, there's 13 critical in, in, uh, critical infrastructure sectors within the mm -hmm. United States and uh, and we need to do some investment in, uh, in each some one examples of those. being yeah, um, so um, two uh, um, examples. One is water. Mm -hmm. um, the yep. second one is around energy. And so they're both hugely important to uh, mm -hmm. U.S. citizens, I would say, to everyone globally. Uh, and so um, typically they're underfunded, um, and uh, we, need to, we need to do a better job there. Okay, and um, are there kind of some major policies um, at the moment that you would like to talk about? Yeah, um, so I guess the the one has um, um, one is an executive order from um, you know from um, the president really was around um, requiring uh, certain things of the uh, of the government, the federal mm -hmm. government, and you know that in things like multi factor authentication, um, as I said, cyber breach reporting, movement uh, to the cloud, um, mm -hmm. and uh, and then also on. The, um, acquisition reform uh, within that, and so that's one of the one of the major ones, um, and then the other one really is around, as I said, cyber breach reporting. So, okay, um, and just out of interest, how much um, 
cybersecurity policy, cybersecurity kind of regulations are run uh, come through the government or come through more the private sector? Um, you know, um, historically, it came mm. through the government. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll give you one example where um, it actually ended up in a collaboration between government and the private sector. And that was around uh, the Colonial um, ransomware event. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colonial mm-hmm. is the name of a pipeline um, vendor uh, in the U.S. Yeah. And so, um, you know, based on that cyber breach, uh, the government, in this case, it was the Transportation Security Administration, mm-hmm. Uh, actually uh, dictated a certain number of um, security requirements for that sector. Um, And, you know, and unfortunately, um, the sector said, you know, that's too much given what, you know, where uh, where we fit within the... uh, the ecosystem and uh, and so then uh, they engaged in a dialogue and mm-hmm. they actually updated the security requirements and made it a little bit more um, less onerous on 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 that sector for that so that's really is what we're moving towards is a, a public private partnership between okay. government and industry on what is the right level of uh, uh, cybersecurity requirements that uh, that sh- they should be um, baselined and then measured against yeah yeah um, and that kind of kind of leads me on nicely to my next question, which is about the future of cybersecurity in the U.S. and where you think it's going. Yeah, um, I um, I really believe that um, um, it takes a village, you know. Mm-hmm. But in this case, the village is not just in the U.S., but it's a it's a global village. Yeah. And so um, we have to um, work collaboratively uh, amongst nations mm-hmm. uh, in establishment of. Um, of good uh, cybersecurity standards. An example I would cite would be supply chain risk management, right? And so currently each nation is kind of approaching it independently, Mm -hmm. um, but I do think we have to kind of work together and establish what would be a a baseline set of requirements. And then from that, um, each nation um, would then enforce those requirements um, within its uh, industries, you know, for that. Mm. Yeah, that's something that's come up a lot um, in the last couple of days is harmonization of standards and standards bodies working together. Um, as we are in Etsy Security Conference, could you just talk about Etsy's role uh, with standards and the U.S.? Yeah, um, we've had a long history. Um, mm-hmm. um, certainly in, in my career, probably um, I've been associated with Etsy for a little over two decades. Okay. Um, and um, what what I like about Etsy is is that um, it 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 looks at it globally, um, mm-hmm. and you can. And again, we have many nations represented here at uh, Etsy yeah. uh, for these for these couple of days during uh, during the security conference, um, and I just think it's it's an opportunity for us. The other piece is is um, with different standards bodies, not only Etsy but say mm-hmm. the International Standards Organization. Um, you know, it may be that there's um, a good standard development there, but then uh, it gets endorsed by, uh, mm-hmm. for in this case, Etsy or or vice versa. And yeah, you said obviously the dream is to kind of harmonize these standards a bit more. But what are the really the challenges of trying to kind of have joint ventures between nations uh, in cybersecurity? Yeah, um, I think what it is is um, a little bit of not invented here syndrome. Um, mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is is that each nation s- still thinks that they need to. They're they're the only ones that can come up with the with that standard. Um, and as opposed to actually trying to work collaboratively and, and taking whatever it is the best idea. Um, I just recently was in a, in a talk around um, cybersecurity labeling. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's a prime example where, you know, it, you know, the Singapore cybersecurity 
um, an administration created a, a labeling scheme, uh, and now we have other countries, Germany and, and Finland and mm-hmm. others, that have come up with um, um, a similar labeling scheme. And now it's it's important for each of those nations to actually um, mm-hmm. endorse each other's um, labeling scheme. And so maybe we get to a point where instead of um, a vendor has to have their product evaluated in each one of those yeah. schemes, that there you know there um, there's rep- um, reciprocity mm-hmm. um, with them. So I think that's the direction we're heading. Um, the in the U um, U S um, we're through our national. Uh, Institute for Standards and Technology. Mm-hmm. Um, we're coming up with a labeling scheme as well. Okay. And again, for me, the next step would be to actually um, mutual recognition between the different uh, the different countries, and so that whether a product is evaluated uh, in that country, uh, it would be accepted um, in in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. And um, something I just want to finish with: uh, Cybersecurity Magazine. We do a lot about cybersecurity awareness. Um, not from obviously the consumer level, the manufacturer level, and so on. How would you see um, cybersecurity awareness currently in the U.S. at the moment? Um, it's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. Um, what I mean by that is, I think um, the U.S. is waking up to the need uh, for more awareness around um, just um, good or um, basic cyber hygiene. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think this focus around again to labeling it's an opportunity for. Um, consumers to understand that, you know, when they buy that product, that it has undergone a certain level of um, assessment um, and it meets a certain standard uh, when it comes to cybersecurity best practices. But, you know, for us, um, you know, within government, we've had a long history of of cybersecurity awareness, but I think less so when it comes to the consumer. And I think that's the journey we're currently on. Okay. And um, so would you say that the responsibility perhaps is less on the consumer, more on the manufacturers the standards bodies um, by using these sort of labeling systems um, it's definitely on the um, on the government and mm-hmm. the manufacturers right and so it's on the government to, to work with the manufacturers to come up with what is reasonable um, cybersecurity for that product mm-hmm. and, and then be able to assess that um, that way um, the consumer then has confidence yeah. that the uh, that their product is is safe and if you will, um, it's not easy for an adversary to take advantage of, of that product. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the journey we're on. Um, I do believe that um, government and industry are working more closely. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now it's a, now we have to work on educating, if you will, the consumer around cybersecurity best practices. Okay, fantastic. Um, thank you so much for joining me, Curtis. I hope you have um, a great rest of the week. I, uh, I appreciate uh, the opportunity to talk with you and look forward to the remainder of the week.